0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, I'm Anif Baharuddin and this is Gigi Well Played, the show that talks about all things video games. In this episode, we will be reviewing Horizon Forbidden West. But before that, here's a recap of some of the biggest news in the world of gaming with Of Nelting and Ali Johan.
1: Thank you, Hanif. We're back after a bit of a break and what a time to return. Uh, it's the Summer Fest, which means that a lot of developers are showcasing their games during this period. And uh, we'll try to have a proper chat and summarize some of the biggest announcements later. But first up, a quick report on some of the announcements made so far. And uh, we're going to start with the Xbox and Bethesda showcase which happened this morning.
2: Yeah, it's a big showing for Microsoft indeed as they finally showcased the story and gameplay for Starfield, an exclusive title currently being developed by Bethesda that's scheduled to release next year. In between that, they also showcased Redfall, the long-awaited Forza Motorsport, Microsoft's racing sim Darling, as well as a slew of other titles including Hollow Knight, Silk Song, a sequel to Hollow Knight, High on Life, Scorn, Gunfire Reborn, Flynn Lock The the Siege of Dawn, Lightyear Frontier, uh, not to mention new trailers for previously announced games such as A Plague's Tale, Rakim, Grounded, and more. Lots of games.
1: Yeah, and on top of games, uh, Hideo Kojima also appeared on video to announce that he's working on a brand new game that he quote-unquote always wanted to make with Microsoft and Xbox, and that confirmed the long-time rumor of them working together. Another thing is Overwatch 2. Uh, They also got a bit of spotlight with the game scheduled to be coming out in October this year. And they also showed a new character called the Junker Queen. Uh, The early access for Overwatch 2 begins on the 4th of October.
2: Diablo 4 was also showcased at Microsoft's event with Blizzard showcasing the last class in the game called Necromancer. Diablo 4 will be released next year with cross-play and cross-progression to be made available. The game will be available on PC, Xbox One, PS5, PS4 and Switch. Microsoft also took this opportunity to announce that Riot Games' biggest titles will be making its way to Xbox Game Pass real soon.
1: Yeah, so those are some of the announcements made. uh, Pretty packed if you ask me and uh, it felt like they did have a great showing this time with Starfield being a very big reveal for a lot of fans that have waited to see the game. Moving on, earlier in the week there was also Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest showcase 2022 where again, major announcements were made.
2: Yeah, lots of announcements but the biggest of them all is the announcement of The Last of Us Remake for PS5 and PC. It's now being called The Last of Us Part 1 and the game is being remade from the ground up using The Last of Us Part 2's engine and enemy AI new combat options, 60 FPS performance and so much more. The game is scheduled to be released on the 2nd of September 2022. Naughty Dog also announced that they're working on a multiplayer game set in The Last of Us universe and is as big as the other Naughty Dog games.
1: Yeah, still on The Last of Us, they also showcased the screenshot of the HBO series featuring Pedro Pascal as Joel and Bella Ramsey as Ellie, while also saying that the voice actors for these two characters in the game, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, Will have roles in the show. That's more than just cameos. So we gotta watch out for that. Um, we also get a new gameplay trailer for Street Fighter 6, which features the return of my favorite character, Guile.
2: We also got new trailers for the Callisto Protocol and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 as well as Marvel's Midnight Suns and Gotham Knights. There were also mentions for games such as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, Saints Row, Boss Factory, Cuphead, The Delicious Last Cause and Goat Simulator 3 which is surprisingly very popular <laughs> among many others. We'll talk more about these games in the future but in the meantime, do check out all the trailers for these games on YouTube and get excited.
1: Yes, so these are not all as we have more announcements in the coming weeks Square Enix for example has also announced that they will be doing a 25th anniversary stream on the 16th of June um, and now fans are hoping that they get a glimpse of Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2 uh, but uh, still pre- plenty of us are pretty cautious about it since the 10 minute schedule stream might be an announcement about you know the many spin-offs that the series have throughout its existence so far so nothing is concrete yet but we'll tune in to find
2: out And last but not least, according to Bloomberg, God of War Ragnarok will be released in November despite rumours of a delay to 2023. According to Bloomberg's report, the God of War Ragnarok will receive a formal release date announcement this month with a planned November date. The game was initially scheduled to be released in September but has been pushed to November with The Last of Us Part 1 filling in that void.
1: Yeah, so again, no pressure on the gamers' end with regard to the game being released soon but we have been waiting for quite some time so, you know, we welcome any form of dates as long as the game is ready and more importantly, free from bugs. And that's all we have for this week's news. Back to you, Hanif. Thank you very much, Ofnil and Ali.
0: After spending weeks and close to 90 hours playing the game we are now ready to review Horizon Forbidden West the open world action RPG from Guerrilla Games that's a follow up to Horizon Zero Dawn Yes, we know we're a bit late to the party but better late than never right? So without further ado here's me Najman Maliki and Sabrina Yusuf, sharing our thoughts on the game
3: um, Okay, so immediate thoughts for me amazing game um, but it's mildly uh, <laughs> uh, especially on a PS4 um, base model uh, I did not expect that I expected it to have a ton more bugs um, played it on the first day expected it to be uh, really bad and takes a lot of time to kind of be good uh, but yeah gameplay sound graphics everything is um, flawless except for if you don't mind your PS based model to be uh, a jet engine then yeah that's great yeah it was surprisingly quite loud Uh, and i think
0: it was (laughs) the loudest i offered my playstation to be fair playstation 4 again yeah i don't have a ps5 yet yeah (laughs) sadly two years in but yeah i agree with that Mm,
4: same Uh, but i didn't really like pay attention to the noise i got my ps4 (laughs) tucked away very nicely under the desk so it's fine whatever happens there uh (laughs) but yeah uh I was completely blown away by how the game looks, um, especially in the first few moments, like they really didn't hold back on showing off like just how lush their landscapes can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was uh, I was thinking like, ah, at this point, Sure, I don't mind not having a PS5. This is great. You know, okay, it sounds like a jet engine, but, like, it looks gorgeous. Mm. It's great. I'm sure it's going to be as good as it is. It's probably, like, ten times better on a PS5, but I don't need to look at that. This is fine. and <laughs> This is good. And, like, yeah, I, I was really just, just blown away by how it looks. Um, yeah,
0: how it looks is, I, I guess, the immediate... Thing that we would like to talk about, right? I suppose, and I think one way or another, apart from it looking markedly better than Horizon Zero Dawn, and to be fair, even Horizon Zero Dawn looks great, you know, even now if you think about it. Can if mm-hmm. you want to compare between the two obviously Forbidden West looks much better but Horizon Zero Dawn itself also already looks quite great um, I mean for me I you know if you want to talk about last gen you know, uh, but what I like about uh, Horizon Forbidden West is also the animation and how the facial animation especially mm. that one has also been improved a lot more and that one is a bit more not, having played Forbidden West when you look at all, all the videos of Horizon Zero Dawn and the facial animations you can tell that the way they've improved it is, is like much much better, like li- literally, like I think um, I've never seen Eloy, and not just Aloy, or the even the side characters, you know, very mm-hmm. expressive, and and it was like it was it was a, a big improvement, like a little, little bit improvement that changed, um, I guess, the way you you play the game, right? Because I think even kind of this is kind of weird, but I kind of like how boring the camera angles were in Horizon Zero Dawn, but I appreciate Forbidden West's approach to even you know making random scenes more quote-unquote cinematic which which was actually quite as much as I enjoyed the, yeah, the boringness of Horizon Zero Dawn's camera angles considering you no know, because I feel like it's a very traditional RPG style I appreciate Forbidden West's um, approach to making at least scenes even normal scenes a bit more quote-unquote cinematic with mm. I guess a, a bit of variety in terms of how they angle the, the scenes and much more. Mm. Mm.
4: And even like during the idle sort of Um, Moments where you're picking out, you know, like which option to choose first. It it changes the angle just a bit, Mm. and the characters kind of do their own thing. Mm -hmm. If you don't focus on it too much, it's not too like jarring, Mm -hmm. Um, because as in like it doesn't take you that much out of the immersion of it being like a dialogue. Mm. Um, Correct. And yeah, and I agree. The character models are like. I'm not expert on character <laughs> models, but it does look, like, really good this time around. Like, they can make more subtle facial expressions. Mm. It's not like they can just move, like, the four main muscles of the face. No, they had, like, these little uh, movements um, mm, yeah. that sort of betray emotion a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the N- Even the NPCs, like, generally, I just don't really pay attention to what they look like. But now I can recognize them as, like, as if they were real people. I remember their faces. They look distinct Like that their own person They're not just like An NPC face They have mm. their own face mm. And I thought that was really That was really cool They really made like Even the side missions um, And the character Is super interesting
0: mm. Being the sequel Of course they decided To upgrade the game mm-hmm. And there were a lot of Upgrades that, that were done um, including how I guess in uh, in terms of traversal, like, I think Aloy can do a lot more. You have a gliding machine-ish, and there were also other things that I guess I don't know they can reveal these things or not. But I guess eventually, I mean, if you watch some trailers, you probably know, right? What I like about this second game is that yeah, it's a it's a much better game than the first one, mm-hmm. with a lot of like different skills added. That makes the game richer. Like that makes the game a bit more like a like it's probably a, a proper sequel in terms of gameplay. But I have a, a thing that I want to touch on maybe later. But yeah. F- First up, yeah, what what do you guys think in terms of gameplay, right? Because I think on one hand, they added a lot more abilities for Aloy. But in terms of weapon, the weapon economy, as much as I like how they approach it, I also not um, wasn't really that keen because there were a lot of things that were added that, that, that made things a bit more difficult. Yeah, yeah, I realized that, you know, after spending 90 hours playing the game, I barely upgraded my weapon. Not that that's a, yeah, And that's, I won't say a bad thing, it's just that, yeah.
4: You didn't feel the need to...
0: I didn't feel the need to, but at the same time, like, in order for me to do it, I have to do a lot more things. Yes. Yeah, which yeah. is, I guess, a bit. Uh, it depends on the kind of gamer you are, right? Perhaps yeah. you know, if you're the grinding kind of gamer, you probably would want to. Would you don't mind doing those things? But for someone who would like to, um, I guess experience the game in a more linear way, quote unquote, I would prefer them to be a bit more generous. Uh, I think that's my point. Mm, yeah,
3: yeah. I, I think I think um, I I kind of like enjoy the fact that they made that bit where um, if you want to upgrade your weapons or your armor it's a bit more grindy so the reason why I enjoy it is because you can actually finish the game uh, in a linear fashion and just not upgrade your weapon so obviously you have your um, story mode uh, difficulty if you want to do that but even if you were playing on like normal mode you can still finish the game without Going above and beyond upgrading your weapons, which I think is fine, and you can actually then play around with the. So in in the new version of *Widow West*, you also have uh more than just your your weaves, your weapon upgrades. You also have your skills, uh, which have different kind of combinations that you can use, uh, which is very interesting, I think. um But yeah, if you want to finish the game without actually upgrading it, you can if you want to do that, you can, you have the option to. However, if you want to upgrade it to the max, that's when you get grindy. And I think in my personal view, that's where you kind of like weed out the people who actually don't want to go through all the troubles of grinding and those who want to, because I don't mind grinding. So I'll grind the arenas, I'll grind the whatever, the items or whatever. I'll get that. But um, yeah, when I get it, I'm happy because that's that, that kind of steep uphill thing. But if I don't want to, it's all right. <coughs> However, I do agree with you in terms of the weapon economy. I do think that they, they want it to do a lot, which is great. And if you can utilize everything, it's awesome. Um, but if you can't, it's it's a lot to take in because there's no... Handholding as much as Forbidden West when it comes to, like, how do you utilize this? How do you utilize that? Different weapon, different weapon types. And there's a lot more weapon types. There's a lot more weapon ammo types. Um, I think, yeah, it's a bit of a disconnect for me uh, when it comes to, like, trying out the new weapons, the new weapon ammo types. Uh, I still am not so fluent in the new weapons or weapon, uh, uh sorry, ammo types mm. now still, yeah.
4: It's a little bit overwhelming at mm. first to kind of keep track of, like, um, in my head, oh, this uh, bow only has these t- this types of ammo. And then, oh, if I suddenly have to, like... Um, I don't have enough weapon slots for everything, so I have to kind of, like, switch out stuff mid-battle um, mm-hmm. just so I can have that weapon type, for example. So that kind of breaks the, I guess, flow of some combat sequences, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then grinding is okay. <laughs> I don't mind it too much, but it, I guess it's also fine since... Um, it does. It doesn't get so hard uh, later in the game that you have to upgrade uh, your weapons. Mm. You can yeah. still so, sort of like pull through it. Yeah, at least it didn't um,
0: force you to do it, right? Yeah, so yeah, so you can still yeah. technically complete the game with whatever weapon you have. But mm. if you want to upgrade more, you can always go to the arenas to do all the side quests. Which mm. I think, to, to extent in terms of the economy, it uh, allows you to to I guess enjoy the game a lot more. You know, because there are all these yeah. other things to do, and these things will one way or another reward you. Can. Mm.
4: But at the same time, it's like. I find myself sticking to just a few types mm, of weapons, yeah. which is yeah. great, sure. But like, I also feel like, oh, sayang, there's like all these new stuff that I don't yeah. get to utilize purely because like I'm just not used to it or it just takes too much. The learning curve is a bit too great or whatever.
0: Yeah, correct. Uh, I'm quite interested in that point because I too ended up sticking with only my favorite weapons, but that's because I was also partly inspired by how I played the game during the first first game, right? But at the same time, I know th- and there are some moments where they actually try to get you to actually use the newer weapons. But I don't know whether the, the newer weapons, weapons are as as great in terms of like because I ended up not liking them. Or maybe it's because I don't know how to utilize them enough. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Right, for me. Right. Right.
3: Yeah, and I think um sorry I just want to go back to the grinding bit just for a while. Especially if you're coming from the um, first game, Zero Dawn. Forbidden West, I love the fact that they have granular controls over quality of life in-game. So if you're grinding, especially if you're grinding in Forbidden West, uh, sorry, in Zero Dawn, it's really hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a couple of things and that they allowed you to do, which is you can actually toggle your settings of difficulty. I mean, you can have a customized one. Where you get loot easily. And then there's also where you can toggle the animation settings where whenever you go through a, I don't know, a medicinal herb, you don't need to stop and pick it up. It's just, it goes into your pack immediately. Mm. I love that. And I also love the fact that um, you have a stash where Aloy will just literally stash it. Uh, you can tell that I'm a hoarder <laughs> so it's easy for you hoarders to actually grind and hoard mm. so, yeah. but some of those things were, were
0: retrospective updates can I think when Correct. people complain mm, mm, so mm, they sort of like because mm. I think at one point yeah it gets a bit tiring that you have to press triangle every time you want to I guess uh, pick up things right yeah, she crouches
4: yeah. down and picks it up and then <laughs> you yeah.
0: yeah, have to wait a couple of seconds yeah I think they even they even um, had to reduce the number of times I talk about uh, the sending thesh. the st- <laughs> items to the stash because yeah. I think people were complaining about how often she, she said that right I'm joined by Sabrina Yusuf and Najman Maliki And we're currently in the midst of reviewing Horizon Forbidden West The sequel to the highly celebrated Horizon Zero Dawn We're going to make way for some messages More after this, stay tuned This is Gigi Well Played on BFM 89.9 BFM 89.9, listening to Gigi Well Played, I'm your host Hanif Baharuddin. Sarbina Yusuf and Najman Maliki join me to talk about Horizon Forbidden West, an action RPG from developer Guerrilla Games and published by Sony that was released last February. Here's the second part of our review. Enjoy.
3: I, I find that um, <clears throat> in Forbidden West at least um, like you said my life, it's it's like the way upgraded version of Zero Dawn, of course and that's one thing that they did to cauldrons as well I would say um, that's one thing that I particularly don't like in Zero Dawn all cauldrons is the same you go in yeah. you do one yeah. thing and that's it this time around you go in and I, was exp- I always expect that I go in kill that boss and that's it but this time around I go in I want to kill that boss oh wait there's a big tall neck lying yeah. on the floor or whatever that's something that I need to do it's a lot dif- it, it, it's I think almost different for every cauldron and yeah, they, they did it inv- they
4: slightly change like yeah. the theme of it each time according yeah. to like whatever machine you might be overriding like there's one where you know it's just underwater maybe mm. I don't know mine spoiler, but mm. it's just it's just like different, and you're yeah. like, ah, this thing is suddenly flooded. I have to solve this problem to, be exactly. able to get to the other side.
3: And I think, I think, uh, if you are if you are the type of person who look for, I even mean, like, if, you, if you're bored from all the cauldrons in Dawn, Forbidden West really gives you that difference of a uh, feel. And one thing I like actually about cauldrons is really because it's so different from the Zordon, uh, from the Horizon world, because you you live in this world where you got tribes, you got like everything is very. Tradi- uh, very not technologically advanced mm. but you forget I tend to forget that everything is actually based on a, an, an extremely technologically advanced society which is the cauldron. Mm-hmm. Alright. We've spoken this far and we have not yet touched <laughs> on the
0: the monsters or rather the yeah, the 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 enemies, right quote mm. Um yeah what do you think of the newer monsters robots that that have been added to, into the game granted I mean we always yeah I mean it's good to talk about the smaller ones but sometimes we tend to also we tend to just gravitate towards the bigger ones right yeah but in general yeah what do you think of yeah, the new enemies that we have to face in this game not and not just the the robots but also the the human beings considering that they've also upgraded and I guess revamped the melee combat system which was mm. I think uh, a major thorny point among a lot of gamers in the first game
4: yeah mm. it's interesting we me- when you mentioned that they upgraded the melee because in my... I didn't think the melee was super fun at all. <laughs> like, mm. I thought it was... I thought it still needed... Yeah, it's still work. a bit clunky-ish,
0: right? I mean, they, like tr- they tried to improve it, but... Yeah, you're right. And th- and for me, it's, 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 it's a markedly better, but it's still... You'd rather fight... Yeah, fighting human beings is still not ideal for me. Yeah, yeah. it
4: didn't mm. seem like an enjoyable experience. It didn't seem fun to just continue, especially... I would expect them to introduce something fresh in the kind of melee combat system, considering they introduced this whole pit fight um, mm-hmm, arenas mm-hmm, and things. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm just dodging and rolling. And it's, there's not even like a dodge window type thing or like, you know, I can't yeah. parry. Certain so enemies can parry me, but like I can't <laughs> apparently. So I got to like do this weird run away and then come back and do the combo and then dodge again yeah. and, you know, shoot one arrow. So it just, uh, it, I just feel like it's so sayang that they didn't kind of like, um, really, like, took it a bit further with the melee combat. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I didn't thing. see a point in using the spirit, <laughs> yeah. but because it was, it, it was, I really liked having that spirit, you know. I thought yeah. it was a fun thing to be added to her as a character. The P to that, it's just, yeah. I, think, yeah. I was
0: thinking exactly the same thing. Adding a parry button would change the dynamic of the combat only mm-hmm. because, like, I find myself looking for the parry button yeah. as I was <laughs> yes, yeah. fighting because it, you're right, you you ended up repeating combos Mm. just combos to to beat all these these human enemies right or if you want to use melee combat right yeah Mm -hmm.
3: and on that I hate the combos (laughs) the combos (laughs) don't work as fluidly as I want it to be I mean like I've played games with complex combos and it works if you can like execute it properly but the combos either don't work as fluidly as you expect it to be or just don't make sense Mm. like there's one combo where you can actually close a gap but the gap can be extremely huge and you can pull that combo off and it'll lo- close the gap. Like, that doesn't make logic sense at all. Like, it's not... I don't know, yeah. So I hate the combos. I hate the melee um, <laughs> features as yeah, well. It's...
4: it's Again, like, it's yang because, like, on the other hand, the all the other weapons, you know, all the bows and all, all the the mm-hmm. spike throws and everything had so much... Potential. Poten- it gave so much diversity and variety in... in in the combat of the game yeah, but I then mean, the melee is like ah oh, this is this again <laughs> really yeah.
3: I mean, they did they did improve a couple of things um, to enhance your melee experience things like your worryable or uh, building up charges and stuff but except from that <laughs> what
0: about the new monsters whether small or big what, what, what do you guys think of those things
4: big fan of robots <laughs> 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 really cool I think that's part of the I think that's that's, that's that's one of the things I like most about I guess Horizon as a series mm-hmm. I suppose mm-hmm. um the way the uh, I guess the the design of these creatures are like so complex and yet so unique and I love how I was so excited to 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 Play the second game Because oh they have Like an elephant version Yes You know They <laughs> yeah. have those, a freaking giant Snake version Yes But it's just it's just Animals we know right But they're like yeah. robots You know Everything is cool And they're robots <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. I, I No think,
4: complaints there
3: <laughs> I think a lot of people said At the start When um, Horizon Zero Dawn came out It's like Would you play a game Where you fight robot dinosaurs And everyone just went crazy But also the amount of robot dinosaurs in Zero Dawn is okay, but <laughs> in Forbidden West. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, mini yeah.
4: dinosaur type looking things. Mm.
3: And I love the fact that in Zero Dawn, um, I'm, I'm extremely terrified of jaws, um, of Rockbreakers and Behemoths. But, except from really just Thunderjaws, I'm okay. I'm like, eh, it's not that bad. Behemoth, maybe. But... On, in, in Forbidden West you'd have your Task Tremors your Tide Ripper your Tide Hunter and then your it's it's a whole <laughs> ball game yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like I feel like yeah I mean Thunderjoy
0: is always difficult to fight and they're always terrifying but at one point especially towards the end game after you've completed everything, yeah, just playing, yeah, you, you can always deal with them. But I, re- I realised that even on normal difficulty, they can be quite difficult in in, in, in Forbidden West, which is kind of cool because you want them to still be terrifying as mm. much as you have Traumatas, as yep. much as you have um, Tight Ripper, as much as you have the spine something, which is like also another Slaughter. version. Yeah, that's quite kind of scary. And yeah, they all have different variety to them and different challenges to them unique enough that you have to find ways to deal as much as I I ended up using almost similar methods yeah they can be quite challenging to to fight and still as fun to fight right Uh, let's talk about the environment and then I want to touch on the stories and also a bit of the characters Um, Mm -hmm. Forbidden West yeah it has Mm -hmm. always been painted as you know that other side of you know, the name itself I mean, it's implying something that, so, oh, Forbidden West must have been in a place that's, you know oh, you know foreign land that you can't really you know, like you can't really imagine what it's going to be like, right? Mm. Having witnessed Forbidden West what do you guys think of, of yeah, the environment yeah after playing the game?
4: Okay, I uh, so so going back to like the first few moments of the game, right where they kind of just throw you in and they're showing off all these like oh look, we have like a 10 million leaves uh-huh, you know, but it's like <laughs> but it's nice cuz they um have, they have this lush greenery and then later on the the world just opens up to this desert and then and then you have like these really dark forests i think i really like the variety that um the second game um kind of put forth mm. um you got the tropic beaches you know you can go in the oceans and swim in there like oh i can i can go there uh, I think the only thing um, that took away from how um, amazing and beautiful everything is in the game is the climbing mechanics. Oh. I thought it was really clunky and old school, almost a little bit. I don't know. It just felt weird and, you know, it was sticky at all the wrong spots. Um, every time I wanted to climb up to a spot and then, oh, I admire the view, oops, I just nudged my analog stick a little bit and then she's falling down mm. uh to her death and i'm like oh well great <laughs> you know it's mm. just yeah i think it took it really took away from the experience a bit
0: um, yes uh i think i would like to get your thoughts on that a lot more because you've played breath of the wild right and i think the immediate comparison <laughs> that people make between this game is obviously um it's something that they quote unquote try to adopt or we copy from <laughs> breath of the wild mm-hmm. uh so maybe so, yeah like, is, is, is Breath of the Wild's climbing mechanic more dynamic than what Horizon trying to do? Because the thing about Horizon is that they, if you're obviously, via the scanning system, they're trying to introduce points, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I find it kind of weird that, you know, how come, well, the rock looks like this, mm. but the, the climbing point is, like, very scattered. Like that, that mm. terms, Why can't I climb this part, you know, when technically mm-hmm. it looks like it's climbable, mm-hmm. but I can only have to climb on the other side for some weird reason, because not everything is climbable directly, right? Yeah, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact... Maybe it's just that Breath of the Wild didn't... I didn't have those moments of, oops, I'm falling. (laughs) Mm. You know, uh, or as many as as I am with with, um, Forbidden West. uh, Because I think Breath of the Wild also had like a free climbing type thing, right? You can just climb like a bunch of stuff. My immediate comparison would be with... um, I think the last kind of climbing-ish game I played before is probably Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I was about to go (laughs) there. (laughs) And you... And, like, you don't have this weird... Because in Forbidden West, when you're climbing from... Say, when you're jumping from, like, a... You're jumping to another handhold that's a little bit further away. She has to jump instead of just reaching out. Her entire body swings into the cliff. Clips yeah. into the cliff and then, like, goes back out and then clips into yeah. the other cliff and then she holds the, yeah. the handhold. I thought that was, like, really weird for... For a game of this day and age to, yeah. to look that to look that funny.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah, it's it
3: just. I think, and I think the whole mechanic itself is also very <clears throat> unnatural. Um, whenever Elon wants to jump to the next hand holding thingy magic, it always feels like that thing is impossibly far. But if you're playing it on Assassin's Creed, I mean, it's fluid You can just jump over to the next one. It's not. It's not always that dramatic scene when you wanna do a slow mo. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like it's
4: a bit in Assassin's Creed, there you can feel a little bit of like, um, I don't know how to describe it, like a magnet, the magnetic yes. yeah. type yeah. Yeah. of yeah. movement yeah. where, okay, you know this jump is gonna land. Mm-hmm. But in Forbidden West, I don't know where the magnet is. It's kind of like scattered everywhere, mm-hmm. and then I thought I'm going this way, but no she saw that other thing so she's going that way yeah. <laughs> so I'm falling to this other place
3: and I don't, I don't think you have to kill Eloy at every single jump essentially <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. alright let's talk about I think the story something that I think we all tend to focus
0: a lot more on when it comes to the game mm-hmm. uh, yeah so Forbidden West um, it's a continuation of the story from the first game what do you guys think of the story?
4: i don't know how to talk about the story without spoiling too much
3: yeah okay so i think um for me personally without spoiling too much i love the story um mainly okay so i'm i'm so i've got a a partner who who watches my gameplay as a couch gamer if you will um she hates uh she feels like the story is a bit clunky I personally, maybe even controversial in this room, I'm not sure about you guys, but I love the story. I think the story is very natural, and it progresses to, uh, a, I would assume, greater sequel. Um, and I think story wise, uh, we 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 left uh, we we pick up where okay. Aloy left off in Zero Dawn, which which was, was essentially ha- a cliffhanger because essentially you know that was the end of the struggle of the Meridian area Area, but what what's next right I mean like Aloy immediately it ends there <laughs> and I do feel like if you played Zero Dawn and then continued Forbidden, to Forbidden West it really feels like you're picking the game up where it left off running because mm-hmm. almost literally Aloy will just go in and yeah the way they started the story feels very natural and the progression itself is awesome, and I love the fact that SideQuest just builds onto it. Um, yeah, I love the ending. Not spoiling anything, <laughs> but might be a bit contentious. I love mm. the ending. I
4: don't know how to feel about this story. <laughs> I thought it was paced okay, considering like the length of the game, like how big everything is, all the things you have to do. So it didn't feel like I'm leaving a village to burn while I go do a bunch of like side quests, you know. Yes. So yeah. it, it yeah. felt okay in that sense. Um I guess it just introduced a few things that just were not of the world um uh, from the first game. Like mm. there's just a, like there's just a few things on top of each other that you kind of have to like process a bit. Um so it feels like it feels a bit out of place sometimes when they introduce certain um uh points in the game. Uh but <laughs> yeah. yeah i, 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 I guess it just didn't have like i don't know i guess it didn't have it wasn't bad it was great mm-hmm. um but it didn't have because it's a sequel it didn't have the same kind of like you know sense of wonderment the first time you play it your first time you're introduced to this world um in horizon you're introduced to the characters so i think that for me played a big part in what made the story good so the second sequel kind of had a lot to live up to, and just in the nature mm. that it is a sequel, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I think I know where you're getting at, Sabrina. I think like um I too feel the same way. I think what, what, what makes the first game great is how the story was, I guess, slowly revealed to you and the manner in which it was revealed to you. I think because it essentially, you know, to be fair, it's also a world building game, right? To a certain extent they're also trying to world build the narrative and how everything was presented to you was pretty natural and well paced mm-hmm. with the second game is an extension of the narrative that has been set up you know everything mm-hmm. has been set up in the first game so it's just a matter of continuing that narrative i like the pacing because you what do you call this because you yeah it, i mean you have to just spend like long hours playing the game right and the thing is i like the fact that i don't know whether this is good or bad way of i guess of, of storytelling it's just that i like the fact that as you play the deeper you play the longer you play Suddenly, a lot more <laughs> newer characters are being introduced, and it may be good or it may be bad in the sense that because sometimes you don't allow room for these some some of the characters to grow, right? Because because they've been they've, they were only introduced at the I guess the third act of the game or the latter part of the game, right? Um, but I kind of like that, that pacing only because you mm. know I've also been taking my time slowly with the game. One thing that I felt a bit for me, my, if my only criticism is that it's a bit abrupt. The ending is a bit abrupt and a bit too sudden, mm. when they could have actually I guess work towards mm. Mm, I guess, you know, allowing Mellowing the, it down a little bit more. <laughs> mellowing <laughs> it down also allowing for a bit more room to grow rather than ending the way it was. Mm. It went, yeah, yeah, the way they end the way it ended. I, the it ended la, yeah. Yeah,
4: I wish they would have it, it I guess just speaking purely from like a gameplay perspective, like you know, you have your kind of end game fights, you know, your your sequences and all that. I wish it was a better payoff for all the work that I've done in the game <laughs> <laughs> to upgrade mm. my stuff, to get all these cool weapons and outfits but top was when I yeah. got to the end. I'm like, yeah. ah, don't, I didn't even get to use that skill or I didn't even get to use that <laughs> weapon. Is that okay? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but honestly, I preferred, in terms of the final boss battle, this one is better than the first one only because I was a bit yes. disappointed with the first one's <laughs> final battle. It's, it's essentially,
3: yeah, ah. you know, not, not to spoil anything, but yeah. But it's I, I do feel like I feel a bit more vindicated in this final boss, in mean, this final act rather than the first act. But I do feel like I miss a lot more. I did a lot more things, and I expect a lot more things to happen, but it did not Correct. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, I think overall,
0: I'm happy with how it's it's being presented. And uh, overall, I'm happy with how I guess they're trying to obviously in- inherently set up uh, another game, that's that's bound to to come. Um pretty curious to see how they're going to take it and where they're going to take it. And I think, yeah, that, that's going to be, I'm going to just wait. Um, last point, um, I think this is something that we have to talk about as well. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West was released, I think, close to another game that was released that I don't think we all played or haven't played properly yet. Um, the Elden Ring, of yeah. course. And I think this has so, sort of like raised, I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I feel like this is something worth, worth talking about as well maybe because I was also influenced by by the conversation surrounding these games, right? And I think, to certain extent, I can see why people are saying X, Y, and Z. And I think I would just like to get your thoughts on it as well. I mean, maybe, maybe yeah, again, I was partly influenced by, by how things were done. And also, you know, playing a bit of Elden Ring, I can see their point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, And to certain extent, yeah, as much as we've been praising how Horizon Forbidden West is, is, is a much better version of Horizon Zero Dawn, like, you know, a, a proper sequel in terms of not only scale but also like you know in terms of the the sheer you know quality and also better things to do or not and all those things um, there is also a sense of how formulaic it has become and I, I guess you guys can also give your input because you also play a lot more open world games right so for me yeah I can I can't help but think of how yeah everything has become a bit more quote unquote formulaic right and as much as I am that that gamer that enjoy the linearity of things how you know everything is marked in the map and everything. I do enjoy them, you know. I, um, playing a bit of ordinary really made me think about, oh yeah, I mean, there's, there's that sense of wonderment that is a bit more natural, that happens more organically. But also, but do I have time to play that kind of game compared to a game that, you know, I know that's a bit more, quote focused by virtue of design? So, so that, that's the kind of like feeling that I can't help but think about as I finish the game, you know. And, and finish the game, quote-unquote, with a lot more things to do that I, I can do if I want to. If I choose to, which I haven't yet embarked on, because I don't know whether I care enough to to <laughs> to yeah to try out the arena. I've tried the arena for a bit, but I don't know whether I want to get that reward. You know, I I did not play Machine Strike at all <laughs> throughout the, the ninety hours. I did not touch. And granted, these are content that I can visit if I want to. But having finished the game, you feel like, oh okay, so yeah, rewards. But do I really want to do these things? Yeah, because these are just. Checkpoints, you know, in in your in your in your in the mission guide and everything, right? So yeah. I
4: yeah. think it's a f- fine um, balance, I guess, to maintain. And I guess this is this must be a challenge for developers as well, not just developers, but I guess the the public pressure and you know the the publishers and everything to kind of get a game um, as big and as successful. You want to put all this cool stuff in. You want to make sure like it has this thing and that thing and this mechanic and that mechanic. It has a mini game. It has like all this has. One for you know the grinders there's one for like the people who don't replay, really um, but I think that's the that's that's the struggle I guess to try to try and pick out like what which one of the experiences are really meaningful to have inside the game, or is this something that you just is it just like a like filler type things and then I guess that's what makes um, a, a, an open world game rather than feel. Uh, Rather than wake up a sense of like exploration and wonderment, it makes it feels like a chore. I think that's what um, that's that's we don't want games to become a chore, right you want them to be enjoyable. Um, I think yeah, I, I don't know, I'm not quite sure how to feel about it myself because I do enjoy open world games a lot. Um, even last time when I was playing um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, a lot of people were saying, ah, oh, it's so big. There's so much to do. It's pointless, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. I'm also gonna do every single one of those things. <laughs> you know, yeah. it did feel like a chore, but I still sort of like felt compelled to um, do um, all the all the, all the little quests and explore all the tiny little nooks and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just 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 um, a, a challenge of like. Being really intentional with what you put in in an open world game. Hmm.
3: I think for me, um, I like the fact that it's quote unquote guided. I think that's the issue that people have. Like if you play Elden Ring, even if you want to go back to Skyrim, it's less guided. Where you stumble upon a quest, you you have to remember that you have to do that thing for that guy, kind of thing. Um, I think some people are putting them in the same bucket. What I do is I have them separate on separate buckets. And like you said, this is a kind of like the epitome, at least at this point in time, of guided open world games. I love the way they do it. It's not too bloated. It's not too ganas. It's not too um, annoying. Um, I view it as like... I view nasi Kandar and Nasib Brani. <laughs> it's like very different types of things. Not the same genre. But yeah, I think okay. it's not too... It, it, the way you have to do your side quest, the way you in, in uh, they introduce things, the way they guide you to a point, is like, like Sub said, it's not a chore for me. I don't feel like every single side quest is just I'm picking up some rabbits for some auntie. Mm. I actually do feel... Like, this is an open-world game with mm-hmm. open-world things, yeah. yeah.
4: I think that's what Forbidden West did right, lah. Like, the side missions yeah. didn't feel like a chore. Yeah. I guess, unless, and, uh, other than, like, I guess the retrieval ones, like the salvage contracts, <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. But, like, the little, where you meet new characters and you meet new people, they feel like, they didn't just feel like pieces, they just felt like they are interesting characters with their own, like, Fleshed out backstories. Yeah, like I want to help this person. You, you, you I, rem- I remember your face even. I know, yeah. I know your name. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I, I feel compelled to want to help them and, and you know, figure out what's gonna happen in the end. Yeah,
0: that's another. I think good part that I think that they did well in this game is that the side even the side missions and errands both have good stories. Mm-hmm. But although I don't know the, sometimes the difference between side missions and errands because the side I mean, missions yeah. supposed <laughs> to be as short as errands as well. Exactly. And as as well well, slash out in terms of story, but yeah, one is errands and another one is like So yeah. you know what's the difference <laughs> between the two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. Overall, I guess collectively, yeah, we feel like this is a great game. Mm-hmm. What else can we say about it?
4: <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to like the settlements in the game. They're so pretty. Like mm-hmm. every little hut, every little like storefront has its own thing. I find myself <laughs> yeah. just sitting in front of there looking at the weaved baskets mm-hmm. and, the, and the rugs on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is nice. I'd live here. You know, And there's a guy at the back just like, you know, buddying, you know, chilling out. And there's this other person catching fish. And I'm like, oh, it's cool. All right. I'll stay here a little longer, <laughs> you know, because it's so nice.
3: Just a mini shout out continuing from what uh, Sub just said. If you go to a settlement and order some food, because you can get cooked food in for Horizon, like Food like Monster Hunter kind of thing, your chef will do different things at different settlements, which I think is quite interesting. Another shout out that I want to do, which is a damn weird one, is read the patch notes. It's so interesting because I want to give a huge shout out to like Guerrilla Games. They always add a funny line in their patch notes. I can give an example. There was a problem with one of the tall necks. If you play Zero Dawn, you know a tall what a tall neck is. Um, the tall neck was not actually walking in a way that you can actually do what you need, you're supposed to do. And in the patch notes, what's, what Guerrilla Games have said is that they've wrangled the and disciplined the tall neck. <laughs> so that the tall and things like that. I, I think, the, yeah, it's cute <laughs> stuff that they do. Yeah. <laughs> really I good job. I love
0: You're tuned in GG Well Played and that was our review of Horizon Forbidden West. Thank you so much to Najman Maliki and Sabrina Yusuf for joining me on the show and sharing their thoughts on the game. If you'd like to listen to this episode again, look for the podcast on pfm.my. Our app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play and you can also download our podcast on Spotify. Do share your thoughts and the games that you play via our email ggwp at pfm.my. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at pfmradio. My name is Sanif Baharudin. Thanks for joining us. Game on and please take care. This has been